The Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, welcome to TruthExpressRadio.com. Thank you for being with us, all the podcasters, all the radio stations. We appreciate it. We've got to start off David Spring, a Washington State uh, College teacher. He observed in 2014, 90% increase, 90% increase in students not being able to pass the GED. He said, something wrong here. So he looked at Common Core, the people behind the privatization of schools. He wrote a book, Weapons of Mass Deception. His book, Free Yourself from Microsoft and NSA, has altered how we look at Windows. Also put him on the uh, I Want to Destroy You list by uh, Bill Gates. Not a good place to be but took courage. Now, the future of education during the pandemic, uh, COVID, COVID pandemic, we need common sense. So he wrote another book, commonsensebook.org. It's free, 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 commonsensebook.org. So-called COVID vaccine seen as more dangerous than the virus. We're going to talk about that. David talked about it a while back, about a year ago, six months to a year ago, when he brought up uh, what are called... Uh, I want to say pixels. That's not the word. Prions. What's the word? Prions. This Prions. is this is something that I have never had an interview that scared me like the prion interview did. What are prions, David? Well, prions are mutated spike proteins. So when you put spike proteins and then you inject like thousands of these spike proteins, which is what the clot shots do, into the body, they mutate inside the cells. And then they go out and they cross, they, they block circulation, they go across the blood-brain barrier, they cause heart attacks, strokes, uh, all kinds of problems throughout the entire body. Uh, the research on prions goes back to about 1990, and uh, I contend that these were deliberately put into the coronavirus and then deliberately put into the clot shots, which, uh, which they're giving people today. People, in other words, these prions get into every part of the body and they uh, they expand rapidly. Any way to get rid of them? Well, I thought there wasn't, and the research kind of said there wasn't, but there is. Uh, it does appear that they respond to the same things that uh, help the immune system overcome the coronavirus. Uh, this would be things like vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, uh, right. And interestingly enough, even some blood thinning things uh, that we get from things like clovers and dandelions and stuff. So they're called, uh, the big category is kind of called antioxidants. Uh, but the problem is that people can be killed with these things. Uh, and in fact, o- over half of the fatalities associated with the clot shots happen within two to three days after taking the clot shots. So well, we, Dr. We've Simone, got to uh, another thing you can use is... Uh... Oddly enough, I said, this sounds nuts, Pepsid, the little uh, anti-gas thing, apparently that has an effect on it. Yeah, exactly. So the, the, the we are learning as we go, but the w- best solution is to simply not put these spike proteins in your body to begin with. <laughs> well, can you catch it from people who have it in them? Yeah, so what happens, um, the... The normal, the coronavirus is actually just in the family of the common cold. And so you can catch a common cold from other people who have a common cold. Uh, that people exhale these 
viruses and then they could be inhaled by other people. Sure. Uh, sure. The S, but the clot shots do something different. There's 50,000 times more spike protein in the clot shots than exist in even the, in the normal coronavirus. So when people get the clot shots for about two to three weeks after that, they're exhaling these uh, spike proteins and prions by the millions. Uh, and wow. you can definitely, if you're around anybody who's had uh, the clot shots, you can pick it up from them, which is why you're seeing people even who have not taken the clot shots still have problems with their circulation system and brain functioning and cancer, because you're basically spreading poisons throughout the environment. Well, will wearing a mask help us? <laughs> no, um, it won't. Wearing a mask won't stop the coronavirus or the spike proteins. These are tiny things. Any more than a chain link fence would stop a mosquito. You know, the mosquito <laughs> goes right through the chain link fence, and the uh, these viruses go right through. Uh, all of the common masks. We have hundreds of studies showing that masks do no good at all. And this is simply part of the fear pro, uh, pro program and the compliance program. They want to make sure that people are complying, that they're fearful. And if you make people wear a mask, they think that they're doing something. But uh, I have degree a degree in science education, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. I believe in the scientific method. And the scientific method is absolutely clear, been clear for years. The mask will not stop viruses and they actually don't even stop bacteria, which are about 100 times bigger than viruses. So masks wow, don't they, really they, stop very much. They also pass the blood-brain barrier. So when uh, you have a lot of people who are acting differently after they get the shot, and that is logical because it hits uh, the front part of the brain. And I was talking, I had a friend of mine who was uh, president of a radio network. Three days after he took the shot, he died with a stroke. Uh, another friend of mine took the shot and she ended up with blood clots and had to have a stent put in her heart. This is uh, some of the results of it. And you're saying that the results could be two to 10 years down the road. It uh, can be way delayed. Some of the results, right? Well, absolutely. So the, um, a lot of the fatalities have been within two to three days. Uh, but then there are, are also kind of extended things. It, most cancers, uh, it takes about 20 to 30 years for them to become obvious in terms of their but, effects. But, but it uh, suppresses your immune system, so it may not take that long for you to die with cancer because if your immune system suppressed, then that's going to affect everything that you're doing, isn't it? Yeah, and you are right that we are living in a new age. Uh, these Ooh, kind of poisons, boy. I call them biological warfare weapons, have never right. existed before. These were manufactured. These don't exist in nature. So we don't actually know what's going to happen. Now, Pfizer came out with a name of drug called Paxlovid uh, to uh, cure for the COVID-19. But CDC Prevention Director Rochelle Walensky, finally she's gotten standing up and saying something. Uh, this pill leads to a rebound of symptoms needing hospitalization. Then they had remdesivir. That causes kidney damage, same as it's hydroxy and inter, inter, ivermectin, but they didn't want to use it. Why did they not want to use it? Because they wanted to push the vaccine. Uh, they didn't want to dilute the vaccine message with discussions of therapeutics. This was a horrible thing, and I think I know why. Pfizer this year is making $32 billion, Moderna $19 billion, COVID-19 sales this year. 
That's insanity. Insane money, isn't it? To offer the, people the total suffering. money being made is in the hundreds of billions of dollars, which wow. is beyond what most of us could even conceive of. And so definitely there is massive amounts of money being made by pushing these things. But they say that the big money isn't going to be from all the fatalities and everything else. The big money is once you get people hooked on these drugs and you kill off their immune system, then they're going to be dependent on these drugs. Kind of, uh, and, and once you get people addicted to taking these booster things, there's going to be like a weekly booster and then a daily booster. And they'll make billions of dollars a month, a billion dollars a day. So the big money is yet to be made, uh, but definitely there's certainly a greed factor in um, in what's going on. They're telling people to make billions of dollars. Now what they want to do is they have a new booster. Now, this is good. You're going to like this one. Omicron and monkeypox. Now, the monkeypox affects, uh, I think they've had 9,000 cases in the U.S. Uh, I don't know how many people have died from it, not too many, and uh, doesn't affect children except they had one child who was in a home with two gay people and apparently on the bed and picked it up there. But the monkeypox uh, is uh, if, if you are careful and you don't have sex with a lot of different people and that type of thing, it's basically in the gay community. Uh, so that is not really a pandemic that's affecting everybody at this point. But they follow politics. They're not following uh, science, are they? Right. This has nothing to do with science. Okay. This has everything to do with creating mass hysteria in order to control people. And, uh, so if the people don't know what monkeypox is and you kind of do this to scare them, uh, there are some things that are worth talking about. I, I think the whole monkeypox thing is ridiculous, but the, what is worth understanding is was this part of a deliberate biological warfare program? How long has this been being planned? I, I Some of the things that concern me are, for example, the mutation problem. Most right. people are aware, at least most scientists are aware, that there can never be a vaccine for the common cold. And the no. reason there can't is it because the common too cold... Often. It mutates Well, they too mutate much. too often. That's what's, you know... Uh, and so they just tell people, listen, this thing mutates so often. By the time we get a vaccine, it's going to be mutated. Well, guess what the coronavirus is? The coronavirus is in the cold family. They knew going in that this coronavirus is going to mutate. It, it mutates several times a week. And they knew going in there would never be an effective uh, vaccine or even the GMO shot. They didn't care. Uh, they're not they're not even slightly interested in telling the truth. All they're interested in is making money and killing people. Yeah, and you've got uh, somebody like uh, Dr. Fauci, who is science. Uh, Dr. Fauci has propagandized science as a way of getting an official Im- imprimatur in favor of vaccination only, employing censorship against any other message. The censorship's been incredible. And uh, in an article... COVID treatment suppression is killing Americans. My friend Jonathan Emort said the Biden administration has insisted the way to end the pandemic is vaccination alone. Censor communication about COVID treatments used Biden's bully pulpit and regulation coercion to dissuade states, localities, physicians, pharmacists making treatments available. And that state sponsored policy of medical neglect which predictably and invariably leads to avoidable death. They've had nurses fired 
for telling patients to take ivermectin when they're in the hospital. They've had doctors threatened with losing their license for prescribing hydroxychloroquine. This is this is a horrible situation. And the leader of it all is Anthony Fauci, M.D. Well, you know, I, I agree that Anthony Fauci is a criminal. And at some point we need some sort of second Nuremberg <laughs> trial, a new Nuremberg trial to hold yes. Anthony Fauci accountable. But, but, but the, I want people to understand, and I went over this in my book, uh, that the person behind Anthony Fauci is Bill Gates. Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci are friends, and the real person here uh, that Anthony Fauci is working for is Bill Gates. And the uh, once you understand that uh, the person behind this is the same person that was behind Common Core, the same person who destroyed Windows computers and made them vulnerable, wow. Uh, that the same person now, Bill Gates, who's uh, buying up, he's now the largest landowner in America. He is turning the crops, either turning them into GMO crops or not planting crops at all on massive amounts of American farmland. And eventually it's going to lead to even a food shortage. And then I'm going to be forced to write a fourth book. I, I didn't actually want to write any books about Bill Gates. I have now written three 400-page books about Bill Gates, and I might have to write a fourth, just chronicling all of the crimes that Bill has been involved in. So, yes, Anthony Fauci is a very bad guy. He needs to be held accountable. But the person I really think we need to hold accountable here is Bill Gates. Absolutely. Bill Gates, described by his wife as a uh, evil genius. <laughs> the Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking about David Spring and uh, get a copy of his book. And it's an excellent book. You really want to uh, go up to commonsensebook.org. Now, this is really unique. Free. It costs you nothing. We've got a new situation that's coming up. And this is uh, relatively new. It's called uh, uh, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Otherwise, SADS. you got heart problems. you got stroke. You've got lots and lots of problems with that. And uh, it's caused primarily by the spike proteins. People are just dropping dead, aren't they, David? Right. And these are young people that normally don't just drop dead. So we're not talking about people 85 or 90 oh, here. We're talking wait a about minute. That's 30... kids, kids, kids out playing soccer and that type of thing all the way up to the Exactly. 50s. Right. Yes. And so on this latest article that I'm going to be publishing on the website today, I have one that focuses in on... Uh, the age group ages 25 to 44. And this is information directly from the CDC. 
And uh, this is over the past year, In it shows the year 2020 and 2021, and you'll see quite dramatically that in 2021, after they introduced these shots, there was an increase in what's called excess mortality. This is above the historical average. And that increase spiked in August, September, and October of 2021. Now, we're talking about a spike here that's never happened in human history, okay? This spike caused a near doubling of the mortality rate among people in the age group of 25 to 44. Now, who are these people? Well, these people would be school teachers that were required to get shots uh, and they were supposed to get the shot by the end of October. It requires, it, it also affects nurses and doctors. Oftentimes, or there, I know there's a few older teachers and a few older doctors, but a lot of uh, teachers and doctors are in this age group. Uh, locally here, we had a couple of things happen. Number one, a lady on our block who was 30 years old, uh, simply died three days after taking, uh, the clot shot. And they wow. never linked it to the clot shot. They called it sudden adult death syndrome, meaning that there was no cause. The nurses at our local hospital, because they were aware of how dangerous these shots were, half of the nurses and half of the doctors quit rather than taking. Here in Washington State, these shots oh. were mandated by your governor last um, October. Uh, I'm sorry, August, September, and October. Okay, and this is when the massive spikes, but a lot of people chose to save their jobs and a lot of them died because of it. Massive numbers of them died. It doubled the death rate in this age group. And we now have this documented information direct from the CDC about all the people that were killed simply because of the mandated clot shots. This needs to be held on the head. And by the way, the hospital lost so much staff that they nearly shut down that they they weren't able to take in everything other than the emergency room was closed. And even the emergency room, they were telling people not to go there. So let's, we're, let's we're talk talking about, about we only have one hospital, and this hospital was nearly closed by getting rid of half the staff. Let's talk about where the figures are coming from. Most of them are not coming from CDC. A lot of them are coming from life insurance companies who they place a bet. They place a bet you're going to live, and uh, uh, you place a bet that maybe I won't. So, you know, it's a good bet for them. And however, the fifth largest life insurance company in the U.S., uh, they uh, paid out 163%, 163% now more for deaths of working people, 18 to 64 in 2021. Total benefits was up $6 billion. They can't stay in business that way. Lincoln, Inc., Lincoln uh, National Life. From 2019, 2021, 2019, half a million, uh, half a half, billion. Yeah, right? actually half a billion. 500 million, a billion. 2020, yeah. 547, 48 billion. But 2021, 1 trillion, 445 billion, 350,949, <laughs> triple the payment. That that's is right, tripling. Now, though, that speaks volumes, those numbers. It wasn't one from car or plane accidents. We'll talk about it when we get back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're not trying to scare you to death, but what we're trying to do is scare you to life because this is a life and death situation. When you've got insurance companies talking about the number dying increasing by threefold and the the uh, re- government reporting BAERS system is not that accurate. It's all voluntary. The figures, the real figures are probably 30 times more because most people don't report it. But these insurance companies... They're reporting it because they have to tell their stockbroker, stock, uh, uh, their, uh, the people who own the company, their stockholders. They've got to tell them what's going on. Why did your, why'd you pay out three times as much? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Where right. did those billions uh, of dollars go? Absolutely. Because, well, you know, now I, I'll realize that all of this does seem to sound incredible, like it can't possibly be true. I am going to be, uh, publishing this article on our website, commonsensebook.org. People will be able to go to it uh, actually later on today, and they'll be able to look at the links, go to the source documents themselves, read what the insurance companies actually say. Now, what a lot of people are trying to claim here, because this has gotten out, that what, somehow the the deaths are like tripling or something. So right. what do we need? To, and so what they're saying is, well, it's just if you don't take the clot shot, those are the ones who are going to die. But we just recently, in the past week or two, got information from the United Kingdom, which is a little bit more honest, uh, the health department in the United Kingdom than, than in the United States. And that information from the United Kingdom shows that uh, among uh, the, the, let's call them working age, working class age groups, that right. the people that took uh, the uh, one dose or two dose or three dose compared to the people who were not vaccinated, even um, th- that it was like triple or more the number right. of fatalities among the people who took the vaccine. So the people were now there. It was an increase even among people who did not take the vaccine, a small increase. But there was a huge increase among people who took uh, and interestingly enough, the largest increase was among people who literally took one dose and then within three days died. So the first dose will really kind of kill you off. The second dose will kill you off. The third or fourth or fifth or sixth dose, those will also kill you <laughs> off. But nevertheless, so this is what I, why I'm saying it's time for a new Nuremberg trial. 
I understand that there's been a ton of propaganda. I understand that the newspapers are controlled by the drug companies. The TV stations are controlled by the drug companies, and the politicians are controlled. This still is no excuse for killing off millions of people just to make billions of dollars. There's no excuse for it. The GM, this this is unbelievable. The GMO shot of the mRNA spike protein produces 5,000 times more spike proteins than the coronavirus. Dr. Peter McCulloch, one of the developers of the mRNA shot, said electrical disruption, cardiac death, follows vaccination. Uh, Also has affinity to the ACE2 receptors, vaccine-reduced spike. But the fact is, nobody's telling you. If you're taking an ACE2 inhibitor, then you are absolutely, for your heart, then you're absolutely putting yourself at more danger. You're also at more danger if you're taking ibuprofen. They form receptor sites. Who doesn't get receptor sites? Children. They shouldn't even be anywhere near a shot because children don't develop receptors even until they're about 14 or 15 years old. Girls a little later than boys. That's the way it is. So, I mean. Right. And I'm glad you brought this because we need to talk about children and what they're doing to children. Uh, this idea of requiring kids to take quad shots in order to go to schools, we've already oh. wear, forced them to wear masks, which were not infective. We've shut down their schools and prevented them from going to school for a year or two. And now we're going to permanently harm their health. For the rest of their lives, they will deal with the consequences. When they didn't even have the ACE2 receptors, the number of children who have the coronavirus in the past two years has been close to zero. It can't even be scientifically measured. It's so small. So this is a group that is completely safe from this stuff. We know why they're safe. We know that they're safe. We've known from the beginning there was no need to shut down the schools because kids literally were not sick. And But nevertheless, uh, they can't transmit it to anybody else. There's so many lies around this. It's ridiculous. And nevertheless, now we're going to require them to take uh, an experimental GMO shot that will harm their circulation system, harm their brain functioning, harm their development functioning, and likely prevent them from having children when they get older. We're going to be dealing with this problem for the next 100 years, and this is another reason we need a new Nuremberg trial. These people need to be held accountable. This is all stuff that is well-known. It's not just conspiracy theory. There have been massive numbers, hundreds of scientific studies, confirming that children don't have ACE receptors, children don't get the quad shot, I mean, they don't get the coronavirus, and that the coronavirus is particularly harmful to the development of children and children's brain functioning. So what are they doing giving kids these quad shots? What is this all about? And we need to hold them accountable. We need to find out who's behind this. And we basically, uh, by accountable, I'm think I'm talking about some sort of prison term. We need to take all of their assets, all the billions of dollars that they gain from this, because that is part of it, and we need to divide it among the victims, particularly the younger victims. Absolutely. Now, in the Philippines, they said, in medicine forensics, if you don't look at the right place, uh, the right way of the evidence, you will not find anything. Young, healthy people don't just die unexpectedly. It's always a cause that needs to be found. Cardiac experts say sudden death and otherwise healthy people must be assumed to be due to cardiac arrhythmia, unless proven, proven otherwise should be properly investigated. More correctly, SADS must be referred to as sudden uh, arrhythmic, arrhythmic death syndrome. Gross examination of the heart and surrounding blood vessels will not reveal the biochemical, et cetera. But 
uh, they had all of a sudden, when they were given the shots, they had this huge spike, which they never had before, of all this happening. And Dr. Peter McCulloch, he said, uh, yes, it's uh, historical evidence of cardiac uh, amyloidosis, which can be fatal following the vaccine. Plausible time that we look at what's going on. I'm sure such finding be replicated by a region basis. Start of excess deaths always marks, match the start of the vaccine rollout. What will it take to prove a temporal link? It's proven there. And that's from the Philippines. Yeah. 40% right. excess deaths, March 2021, soon at the same time they rolled out the vaccine. What does that right. tell you, David? Well, it tells me that, and by the way, I was predicting way back in May of 2020 that if they brought out these uh, things, there would be an instant increase in death. You can't right. just simply shoot people up with thousands of times more Spike proteins are going to turn into prions. People are going to start dying. The only thing I would say is that, yes, one could assume that it's from a heart attack, uh, which is what a lot of sudden death is, but a stroke can also cause the same thing. And once these things go across the blood-brain barrier, which we knew in 1990 that they would, okay, this is why people started studying these things, because they knew it was related to Lou Gehrig's disease and Alzheimer's disease and a lot of other diseases. And they were studying it, but then somebody who named Anthony Fauci turned it into a biological warfare weapon. They, this is something that could be used to kill people in massive numbers, and that's where we're at today. I call it MMP or the Mass Murder Program. No question about it. Now, you've got a problem here. Uh, that um, in 2021, uh, if the vaccine's so great, why are there far more COVID-19 deaths in 2021 with the vaccine than 2020? Can anybody explain that? Yeah, I actually can explain it because what happened was they, uh, first of all, altered what it meant to have the vaccine versus not having the vaccine. And what they claimed was that when you took your first shot, the first shot wouldn't be effective for a week or two. Uh, and therefore, if you died within a week of getting the shot, you were claimed to have be unvaccinated. And they called those deaths of vaccinated people. They died because they took the first shot, huge numbers of them. They called them all uh, unvaccinated. And then, uh, so they basically turned the English language upside down. We're dealing with people that are capable of lying on a massive scale, and whatever they say, you simply need to assume that it is not true. Uh, and, you know, they ha- seem to have no ethics or no morals at all. Uh, but the, the massive increase in the fatalities, uh, w- there actually wasn't that much of an increase in uh, 2020. The increase started right. in, in January of 2021 with the rollout of these viruses, and then the big spike, and I, I have the chart I have in this article here, the big right. spike occurred between August to October of 2021 when people were forced to get the shot in order to keep their job. Well, not only keep your job, but it's a patriotic thing to do, they told us. Now, Justice R. Hope, MD, and others report in India, India is not exactly a first-rate country, India uh, they ended the worst COVID-19 outbreak anywhere in the world. How they do it? Handed out free packets of ivermectin plus vitamins. 
the re- they report that COVID-19 went away literally overnight. Deaths dropped to virtually zero. That's what we should have done. That's what we should have done. But when you've got companies making 32 and $19 billion in one year, hundreds of billions of dollars, you've got Bill Gates, you've got Fauci and all of them behind it. Now, what Fauci's done with the mask, with the schools, with everything, especially the children, we've lost a generation, David, of children. They haven't been able to look at others. They're behind on all everything, most of the children. But when you're looking at that, uh, this man should be brought up on charges. What he has done was a crime against humanity of a colossal scale. It's a crime against humanity. you have any question about that one? Yeah, it, it may be the worst crime against humanity of all time. And right. I, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that India did do this. In my book, I recommended uh, things like vitamin C, vitamin D, ivermectin, that if we, could, if we did this, we knew at the time, way back in May of 2020, that if right. you would do that, it would completely put an end to the whole thing overnight. It's clear that they did not want to put an end to it because they knew how to put an end to it way back then. All India did was take the actual research on these things, put together a free or almost free cheap packet. I think it was the cost was like a dollar or two and per life. Okay. So, right. and they were able to save all these people for like a dollar. And meanwhile, in the U.S., what they did instead was they ignored the research about vitamin C, vitamin D, how it helps the immune system, ivermectin. They ignored all of it because they wanted to make the money. It was really about making money, and it was about killing people on a massive scale. The other thing is they just never used any of the proper things to treat people in the hospital. They're always looking for something new, more expensive, better. And all that, something that was on a patent where they could make more money with it. So people died unnecessarily. Well, and not only that, they died in the hospital. The hospitals themselves became killing grounds. We oh, have they had uh, a thirty percent bonus for everybody who had COVID, right? They were literally giving them uh, like fifteen thousand dollars or more for every dead person that the hospital could kill. And the we had in our hospital, a guy went in just because he had a little minor injury. And within a week or two, they had the guy on a respirator, and then uh, they eventually killed him in the hospital. Uh, this is a well-known story where we live here, and now nobody wants to go anywhere near the hospital, regardless of what their uh, you know, <laughs> problems are, because they don't want to wind up in the respirator and be dead. So right, the, the and chance, I don't blame them. The respirator of dying. Is uh, 29 out of 30 chances you're going to die on a respirator. Well, exactly. So who wants those kind of odds? So oh, what we, what no. we're, now what we're trying to do is set up an alternative medicine system here in Whatcom County. We need an alternative news system. We need an alternative educational system. We need an alternative medical system. We need an alternative economy. Uh, that Because essentially these people that are controlling things right now, it looks like they're out to kill us. Yeah, what we need to do is become proactive on our schooling. We need to become proactive. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. We need to be proactive. We need to communicate with others. And uh, the now the thing about the COVID, we were shut off. You had to maintain a six uh, six uh, person, six foot distance. You had to wear a mask. So we were precluded from dealing with others, and they precluded us because of their censorship from talking on Twitter, Facebook. And the mainstream media was in collusion with them because they get the bulk of their advertising dollars from the drug companies 
and the drug companies and the uh, uh, the media are basically controlled by two companies. One of them is BlackRock and the other is Vanguard. They control both. So if uh, drug companies quit advertising, they'd lose about 60 to 75% of their ads on television. Look at any, any show. See how many ads are drug ads. Every show you're watching, it's a drug company advertising for one thing or another, isn't it? Well, and you bring up an interesting point about this six-foot distance. We know that these viruses don't just stop at six feet. When these people exhale these viruses, in a matter of minutes, they can go 20 or 30 feet. So we are going to have some sort of distance rule. People are going to actually have to be 20 or 30 feet apart, not six. They just simply use that number six to... I don't know, it's some sort of arbitrary number to scare people. But the the key thing that you brought up is they shut down all of the businesses so people can't talk to each other at businesses. They shut down all the churches so people can't talk to each other at the churches. They shut down all political meetings so people aren't can't meet at the local clubs or whatever. And people are just simply supposed to hide underneath their bed and trust the billionaires. So we've right, got a situation right now. The Biden right administration back. is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Well, they kept open the abortion clinics. They kept open the pot shops. Uh, they kept open the border. Have you ever heard of a pandemic? The first thing that President Trump did was to shut off uh, air traffic from uh, China. Well, it's probably two or three months. But they have uh, got an open border. None of these people are being treated. They're being flown or they're being taken all over the country. And during a pandemic, David, this is <laughs> insanity. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm not... You know, whether you like Biden or not is not the point. The point is very clear. Who keeps a border open during a pandemic? Right. We And you, it, it, these are only, I call these things red flags. That people have to start putting the dots together. That these That there is a lot of things going on that do not make sense to us. But if the goal is simply to kill people and destroy the economy and uh, that sort of thing, they're doing a bang-up job, okay? Uh, you cannot look at it any other way because people are not that stupid to have this happen just because they think it's a good idea. It is something being created deliberately. And yeah. every business that's closed down is somebody losing their dream. Right, exactly. And not only not only just somebody, but these small business owners are the job creators for the entire economy. And when you wipe right. out all small businesses, which is what they kind of did here in Washington State, it's going to be difficult even having an economy after that. They gave away, in addition to sending off, I think, about $500 million to Nigerian hackers, 
our uh, employment security fund that used up the state trust fund, uh, which was supposed to last for five years, and they used it up in just two or three months, okay? <laughs> and then they continued on, and they went into debt uh, to the point where now if you want to start a small business and you want to hire somebody, the cost of that employee are going to be many times what it was before because they have to put this money back in the employment uh, insurance trust fund. We're talking billions of dollars of losses. These small businesses are never going to come back. These jobs are never going to come back. People have no idea how much our economy has been harmed by these people, and I maintain that they did it deliberately. They knew exactly what they were doing and that this was part of some big plan. I don't know really what their end goal is, but it does it's pretty clear to me it was to destroy jobs. Another group of people that they were out to get, uh, over half of all the rentals are um, basically retirement properties owned by senior citizens, and they right. put a, a rental eviction moratorium on it so that these senior citizens who own these rental properties, my wife and I merely almost got a rental property for part of our retirement. Thank God we didn't because what's happened is these senior citizens have lost everything. That they can't get any money back? So between that and the inflation and the COVID, which came in originally, what's happened is the people who are at the bottom, those who are trying, those who are struggling, and the middle class are losing. But those at the top, the Great Reset seems to be taking money from the middle class, money from the poor, making them dependent on the government, giving it to the Jeff Bezos giving it to the uh, Zuckerbergs, giving it to uh, uh, to uh, uh, Bill Gates, to those at the top. It's dis- redistribution of wealth from the bottom up. Because they have all the power right now. They're absolutely right. in control. And so what they're doing is turning the rest of us, one of my friends called it debt slavery, that uh, people are going to be in such massive debt that they're going to basically have to do whatever they're told to do uh, for a job or whatever, if they want to put food on the table or something, or they're just going to be kind of left by the side of a road. That's exactly what's happening. And what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to question authority. We were taught that in the 60s. You were, I was. Question authority. Now, sit down, shut up, and uh, follow what we're telling you, because we know best. I believe that if we can do this, and we can talk to anybody running for election. Will you please bring Anthony Fauci and others? Uh, you can go back to uh, Francis Collins before your committee, and you can bring uh, the doctor from uh, the University of North Carolina who's so instrumental in this. Bring them before your committee. Ask them what they benefited, how much money they got. Ask them why they continue giving money to Wuhan even after Barack Obama discontinued it and uh, Donald Trump discontinued it, they went through Echo Health Alliance to give money to Wuhan for study. Yep. They also set up all these uh, uh, places in the Ukraine for studies of gain of function to reduce the population. This is nefarious. It is demonic. And there's no question about it that they want to control the world through this. David Spring, thank you for being on commonsensebook.org. Get up there and get it. It's free. Thank you, David. Thank you, Erskine. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs Operating, five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, wow. Am I happy to have John Gondola with us? He's president and founder of Understanding the Threat. It's the only, only organization in America providing tools to leaders, police, citizens to identify and dismantle jihadist terrorists and communist networks in local communities. He's a co-author of Sharia, The Threat to America, the author of Raising a Jihadi Generation, and the one that I really recommend, Islam's Deception, The Truth About Sharia. We'll discuss Attorney General Garland, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. We need to understand the threats. His books may be purchased at his website, understandingthethreat.com or at Amazon. Now, uh, there are two books that I recommend. One is uh, John Guandolo's book, Islam's Deception, The Truth About Sharia. Another one is by my friend uh, James Simpson, Red Green Axis 2.0, Existential Threat to America and the World. They both combine. They talk about the communists and the Muslims working together. You prevented a second jihad prior to the 2016 election. You removed jihadists from the Trump campaign. This was an amazing story that none of us have heard of. Can you talk a little bit about what happened? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, first of all, thanks for having me as always. And uh, I definitely uh, agree with you that Jim's book, Red Green Access, as well as his most recent one, who is Karl Marx, are, are great for understanding uh, communism and, and what's going on here in the United oh, States. Oh, the Car- I forgot about the Karl Marx book. That tells you what. He was a basement dwelling kid, and what a what a punk he was! Oh my God, he was, for people to look up to is a wonderful book, right? Yeah. So, um, that, first of all, a lot of places to go with uh, with what's going on, but I would I would just say uh, I think Americans need to understand um, that we are not getting close, and I'm putting that into hand quotes. Like we're not getting close to this dangerous spot when, uh, you know, these people are trying to take over. We are in the middle right now of a battle that we are losing uh, to restore the republic. And this battle for all that we, uh, we hold dear for people that consider themselves patriots and I define patriots as people who understand the founding principles of the law of nature, nature's God, that undergird our law and government, and um, they work uh, within our laws to defend liberty and to defend our system. And to, uh, uh, know, to uphold, on, the, uphold the Constitution, which some of these people do right. not believe in our Constitution. They believe in Sharia law as opposed to our constitution, which we, we have our rights secured by God. It's the only place in the world where the rights are secured by God, isn't it? That's right. And I think it's important 
Uh, first, we understand that. That's what I mean when I say patriot. When we talk about uh, the war in which we're engaged, the war is being fought where the rubber meets the road in the United States by a cabal of communists, jihadis, their collaborators, and their financiers. And there are, in my opinion, and what I'm seeing, um, very, very few people at the national, the federal level that are actually with the patriots in America. Very few. Um, right. Literally a handful. And I mean, uh, th- that you've got to understand that the, the, if we talk just from the perspective of, can you name, and we don't, you don't even need to talk about party politics because the entire elite class in the United States has become tyrannical and they are not on the side of the Patriot and they are in league with our adversaries. And I think if I could leave your audience with one thought today, it would be this, that if somebody, whether it's a, you know, uh, you can, I can name many, many politicians, but if they're regurgitating, uh, the narratives of the communists like uh, America's systemically racist or right. that the biggest threat to America's white supremacy or that climate change is the greatest threat to our <laughs> world. Uh, these kinds of things, these narratives, it doesn't matter what political party they are and it doesn't matter uh, what they believe about America when they're looking in the mirror. It's the equivalent of being on a battlefield and lobbing orders while while standing in your enemy's camp, lobbing mortars out at the Patriots, because you're advancing the enemy's movement. So regardless of the issue, whether it's voter fraud, pro-life, the right to keep and bear arms, the right to freely express yourself, um, whether it's uh, border the border or uh, pornography and communism being taught in elementary school, or it's big tech surveillance. Those are issues. No war has ever been won by changing or fixing an issue. Wars are won by vanquishing the enemy. And our enemies need to be vanquished because they're evil. And what they want, what the jihadis and communists want, is evil, is objectively evil. They want to enslave people under a totalitarian system. And people that are not ideologically aligned with them, but are helping them, either through word and or deed, are their collaborators. And they are also enemies of liberty. And these include, I would argue, especially at the national level, and in many cases at the state level, almost all of our leaders is we are literally in a time when the elites of the United States are joined in league with our adversaries. Many of them are directly aligned with them or are a part of their army. And that's where we are in this war. So when we talk about any of these issues, uh, we shouldn't be surprised that they stole an election and had a color revolution or that they raided the home of a former president of the United States or that they will likely arrest a former president of the United States because we are living in a Stalinist totalitarian, under a Stalinist totalitarian regime. 
And that's why they're using Stalinist totalitarian tactics. You understand this better than most. You had the first counterterrorism training program for the FBI in the Muslim Brotherhood, the Islamic doctrine and global Islamic movement. Uh, one of the things that I wondered about, and I've got to ask you this right off the bat before getting to anything else. We've got open borders. Uh, John, isn't open borders an invitation to jihadists The Afghans brought over? They were never vetted. We've got Muslims in Congress in mosques. They're used as political centers now to subvert our constitution, not to help us, but to subvert our constitution. By, by keeping open borders, not only is it a danger for the COVID, but they're also bringing in all the drugs, the uh, uh, fentanyl, all of that. Plus, are they not setting up cells? If they aren't setting up sleeper cells in this country, they're stupid and they're not that dumb. We don't know who's coming over. Two million people coming across just this year alone. Two million people unvetted coming across. This is a terrible situation. It is an invasion on our country, in my opinion. I'd like your comments on it, sir. Well, I think that's a, a very valid question and point. And, that, and I think we just have to begin with no country can remain sovereign if they don't protect their sovereign borders and control who comes and who does not come into the country. Thank you. Um, I, right. I just think it's that that's just a fact. And that's the, that's the way the world works to deny that is to either be a liar or a deceiver and from my perspective, uh, or you're just, you're just dumb and you don't understand national security <laughs> and basic, you know, the basic principles upon which a nation has to operate to be sovereign. There's no nation in the world other than the United States that's allowing to go on at a, at a border, at any border. Or, and, no. and I want to, so that's the first part. The second part is we cannot, I believe, just look at it from a quote border perspective. This country also has numerous points of entry uh, via international flights where people are coming in and not getting. Uh, uh, vetted. Uh, so I would say uh, when people want to come into the United States, uh, their points of entry, we need to have, uh, again, I would, I would argue at max, uh, maybe a couple points of entry, East Coast, West Coast, or uh, Central United States. And, right. and you, those are the only places you can uh, come through. So just like before everyone came through Ellis Island, maybe you have two or three points, and those are very controlled points for people coming in uh, to the United States, um, and you you deal with that. But yeah, you've got to lock down the border. I've been down to the border. I've seen it. When I went down there, um, uh, whatever that was, two months ago, and we did a, a, a VIP tour down there with Tom Homan, the former director of uh, you know C- ICE. Right. And uh, we were down there with Mike Flynn and others. And right as we're arriving, you got a boatload of uh, illegals crossing. And and we're down in southern Texas border um, with Mexico. And you've got a boatload of knuckleheads coming across. And, of course, when they see this bus there and heavy border security, because uh, not only security for the VIPs, but um, 
extra border security at that time because of things going on, you know, they turned around and went back, but, you know, they dropped their pants and mooned and they were laughing. They think this is funny. You know, if you treat it, as you mentioned, as an invasion, and we know that they're trafficking, they're bringing in drugs and arms, these are military actions. Talk to the people on the borders, uh, the uh, Department of Public Safety in Texas and their counterparts in Arizona. When they're in right. gunfights with uh, non-military and, in some cases, uh, Mexican, uh, you know, whether it's drug runners, whether it's cartels or human traffickers, these guys are five to ten miles inside the U.S. border before they're even being addressed. As opposed to you're coming across into the United States with weapons, why, you know, why aren't we shooting these people? This is this is a real war. This is outrageous. I talked to General Mick McGuire, who was in charge of the... Uh, There's nowhere else uh, in the country you get away with this. He was in charge of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, group of uh, military who the governor can call up, National Guard, National Guard. And he said two years ago, uh, almost uh, 95% of the people coming across were from Mexico. Now they've got over 150 countries coming across. This has made a major difference from what they had just two years ago. That's right, and and you know the my I I, I don't believe there are any governors uh, along the southern border that deserve any kudos, especially not our governor here in Texas, who's uh, talks a lot but isn't actually doing a lot. Um, a lot of stuff for show, not a lot of stuff for actually uh, shutting this. Our safety in our country depends on having a secure border. End of story. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. John, you wrote an article called Salman Rushdie, who wrote the Satanic Verses, uh, stabbed in upstate New York, Chautauqua Institution. I'm looking at that. Chautauqua used to be a place where evangelists would go and one thing or another. It's a strong Christian organization. Uh, 1989, Ayatollah Khomeini put a fatwa out on Rushdie, go pay anybody who kill him millions of dollars. Uh, now, Islamic law is now taught in U.S. Islamic schools. So they're teaching Sharia law. The Chautauqua Institute is a uh, jihadi-loving, jihadi-supporting Christian organization, primarily because in 2002, Reverend Joan Brown Campbell and Karen Armstrong opened the door to Saudi's Muslim Brotherhood Worldwide Jihadis. Uh, Part of the panel 
They're part of the National Council of Churches, World Council of Churches, Churches of Christ, United Churches of Christ, that uh, organization, which is open to everybody and everything, hardly a Christian organization. And they put an invite out to jihadis. That was the worst place for him to go, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it, it reminds me of something that was said to me once about the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., and that was this. The National Cathedral, where all religions are welcome except Christianity. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's all. That's almost the truth, isn't it? You can well, say anything you want to about Christians, but don't uh, don't uh, disparage uh, Muslims or anybody else. But you can say anything you want to about Christians uh, being evil and bad and one thing or another, and it really isn't true. And then they try to say that the God of the Christians, the God of uh, the Jews, and the God of the Muslims are all the same. It's totally different, totally different, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And what I what I think is important, if there's one point on this that your listeners absolutely need to understand, is that for the communist and the Islamic movements and their collaborators and financiers, the interfaith outreach movement is the sharpest end of their spear against wow. uh, uh, the United States. And so you have uh, guys like Pastor Bob Roberts Jr. from uh, Dallas, Texas. You've got guys like Sam Brownback, guys like Joel Rosenberg, uh, guys like, well, Mike Pence, uh, to a lesser degree, um, working at the international level with the World Economic Forum, Saudi Arabia, the oldest and, and uh, most massive uh, Muslim Brotherhood organization, the Muslim World League, all working together. Uh, and, and, and I'm putting in quotes Christians like Sam Brownback, uh, Bob Roberts Jr., who are having a significant impact uh, in the evangelical world. And I just call it the evangelical disease. It's right. this disease that renders you so stupid that you are more willing, that, that you're willing to let a wolf into the sheep's pen and tell all the sheep, this is another sheep, um, or you're letting a wolf in sheep's clothing in with the sheep, and you know it's a wolf, and you're still telling them it's a it's a sheep don't worry about it and in either case there's nothing christ-like or christian no. about that behavior um there's no commandment that i'm aware of that jesus commanded his followers to be morons nor did he ever say <laughs> that you treat and your enemy he said love your enemy he never said give your enemy the ability to come in and kill you and others. Right. That's not what right. loving your enemy. It's like loving my child means sometimes I don't let my children do what they want. You do what's best for them. And we have many of these pastors that are more concerned with getting along and being liked than teaching what Jesus Christ taught. And at the international right. level, these icons, and I'll put Sam Brown back in that because he's just created a new organization and he puts himself out there as this very pious Christian man. And he is as destructive as anyone else because at the international level, uh, what he's doing is very dangerous. Be right back. 
The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history well wells fargo and goldman sachs say this is the time to buy gold patriot gold group where your ira or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you may qualify for no fee for life ira call 800-356-4470 for details patriot gold group consumer affairs top rated gold ira dealer five years running call 800-356-4470 today We're talking with John Guandolo and his website. Go to it, go to it, go to it and support them because they're really doing some good work. It's called understandingthethreat.com. Nobody else is doing the work and putting out the information that he's putting out, the tools to our leaders, to our police, to us to identify and disseminate the truth of the jihadi uh danger that we're facing. Susan Bradford wrote a book called United Church of Heist. She said the devil's greatest trick was uh, to deceive us into believing he doesn't exist. We're being deceived about a lot of things today, a lot of things like uh, the poor people coming across, all of this, and the fact that we don't need to vet them. And everybody's coming here because they want to be good American citizens and all that. And it's not the truth. We've got the drugs, the human trafficking. We've also got sleeper cells coming in. If you don't think we have sleeper cells coming in, you've got another thing going. Uh, bring in people from Afghanistan, not not uh, vetting them. This is not the way you run a country, and we will not have one for long if we keep doing this. This is absolutely true. How do you round up 2 million people who've come in in a year? How do you round them up and send them back, John? How do you do that? Well, it's very difficult. Uh, first thing we need to do is shut the spigot off. One of the recommendations when uh, I was asked by people in the transition team in 2016 um, for a small list of recommendations, one is that we cease all immigration into the United States for five years until we get a handle on it. We don't you need did that. Any new you did laws. that. It was done need- when. When Trump left office, the border was uh, more secure than it's ever been, wasn't it? It certainly was. And if you look at the numbers, uh, the the statistics bear that out. And I I would agree with that. Um, But now we've got uh, a situation where that's obviously not the case, where you have a regime in the United States that is intentionally uh, not only allowing people to come in, but using taxpayer money to transport them intentionally deep into the United States, pay for their lodging, pay for all kinds of things using taxpayer money, which is not only unconstitutional, in many cases, there are violations of the law. Uh, And as you and I have discussed previously on your show, um, these are things that uh, the Republicans have been nearly silent about. And so when people talk about this being a political issue. Again, this is an issue where you have patriots in this country 
who believe in the founding principles, the rule of law, the free market economy, and you have elites that do not. And those elites are working in concert with adversaries of the United States. And we, we are in the middle of it right now. Um, just because we're not seeing it explode on the streets, we have. Those were the precursors to where we are now. But this is, you're, you're, we are living through the full takedown of the United States right now. And so when you ask, how do we get rid of these people? This war can only be won at the local level. And that's why understanding the threat, my organization trains citizens how to identify these things at the county level. The threats from the communist and jihadi movements, their collaborators, their financiers, how to flush them out and how to reestablish a Republican form of government at the local level. That's how you win it at this point. There are two issues that the Biden administration has been pushing. One is white supremacy. And that's so you won't look at the people on the top. You're worried about what's going on here, reinstituting another race, racist situation. And the other one is the uh, Green New Deal, which was originally started by whom? It was started by Mikhail Gorbachev in a last act of desperation to destroy the Western world. He was uh, the first watermelon, green on the outside, red on the inside. And that's exactly who started the Green New Deal and what they have right now. Now, you have wrote an article that I'd love to get to, Garland and the FBI press conference, uh, where Biden says that the MAGA movement is the most politically extreme movement that's existed in American history. He has weaponized the FBA, uh, FBI, which I know you had a great love for the FBI. I did too. And uh, he has weaponized that. He's weaponized Department of Justice. He has weaponized, uh, when you're looking at, we have 29,000 border agents, and he's adding 87,000 IRS agents. John, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I would, so that might be my first disagreement with you. It makes sense if these people actually want to bring down and destroy the republic, then it makes makes perfect right. sense. Right, it so, does, because it's just insanity to me. It's insanity to you. We've got to agree on that. It should be insanity to the American public. That's exactly right. In other words, for people that are patriots, um, this is contrary to everything we would do and would support to those people like attorney general Garland, who is an enemy of Liberty. Then of course, all this stuff uh, is right out of their playbook. And so this is how you, you know, this is how you destroy these institutions. You completely, uh, and it's not just politicizing them. You use the right word. You're weaponizing them to be a tool for the tyranny. And that's what they're doing. That's why you have, and uh, you know, Mark Levin did an interesting uh, assessment of the probable cause uh, used to get the search warrant for Mar-a-Lago, and he basically broke it down and said, you know, this is outrageous what they did. Well, of course it is, but I wouldn't expect anything less from people that are trying to destroy the republic. Well, Mark, Mark made a really great comment. He said the warrant issued was big enough to drive a dump, dump truck through. This is not a warrant you would have ever issued uh, if you were at the FBI again. You never would have issued something like that. No judge should have ever signed off on something like that. Well, but maybe a judge that 
hung out on Epstein Island and um, got uh, you know crazy with Kislaine Maxwell. Maybe that judge would. Yeah, Garland's taking no action against BLM, no action against Antifa. Uh, the din- biggest danger, he says, is white supremacy. This is uh, this is the Attorney General of the United States. The one thing we can be grateful for is he never became uh, the on the Supreme Court. That's the one thing we can be grateful for. Take, take our little wins. That was a little win, but it's certainly a major thing, isn't it? Yes, and I think you just hit on a couple really important um, points. They never, he's never gone after the actual threats, number one. No. But number two, you have the Attorney General of the United States and the President of the United States publicly stating that the greatest, and I'm quoting, lethal threat to the United States is white supremacy, which they identify as the MAGA movement, as you mentioned earlier, the most dangerous threat, you know, political threat in American history. And now they're bringing the full authority and power of the federal government down on those threats. So they are identifying patriots as the greatest threat to America, and they're unleashing the DHS and the FBI on them. And I wouldn't expect anything less of them because they actually, our adversaries are doing what they say they're going to do. Now, a lot of things you talk about, the Betsy Ross flag, the Gadsden flag, they're considered extreme, violent extremist flags. They're not violent extremist flags. They're flags of patriots, of patriotism. James Comey, self-declared communist. The BLM, directly from Chinese communists. Uh, Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Lisa Page, all falsified FISA to the court to unlawfully surveil Trump and his family. This isn't the first time they've done that. They've done it before, haven't they? That's right. And this is, I think when people understand, James Comey, as you just said, admitted before he became the Deputy Attorney General of the United States in 2003 that he was a uh, a communist. Not sure, he said, where I am politically now. Well, if you want to wonder why these things are going on, it's because we promoted a, an avowed communist, and Republicans and Democrats said, yeah, goodbye us. We're okay with that. So uh, the, the quicker Americans realize we are not entering into a war. We're in a war right this second. They've just used the FBI to raid the residence of a former president because they don't like him. And I disagree right. with the use of the phrase banana republic. This is what we see in a banana republic. This is what we see when totalitarian regimes take over. And that's what we have, a Stalinist totalitarian regime in power in the United States today that was that literally this was a color revolution. They stole the election. You can call it whatever you want. They fraudulently took power. Now they're in power and they're using the arms of that power at the federal level to come after legitimate patriots. I can't imagine the the situation be any worse. And yet people still are not uh, getting it, which is difficult to understand. Now the conversation we're having, they will not allow on Twitter. They won't allow it on Facebook. They've got most of the, of that media covered Uh, the uh, mainstream media, television, radio. They won't talk about this. They don't want to talk about it. They won't cover it. 
So what we're having is uh, we're not able to discuss things. Uh, I can't even discuss anything regarding COVID. We've talked about that, the truth of that for a long time, how it came from China, irrefutable, it came from China. Now, we have to understand the Chinese communist connection because they're fighting us on every level. They're fighting us on the internet. They're fighting us on the uh, uh, medical. They're fighting us on the economic. They are fighting a six or seven pronged war. It's called asymmetrical warfare. We don't know how we are not, not in the fight with them. Are we not really? No, we are not. We have been fighting since nine 11 initially against the Islamic movement now against this combined cabal. Right. Primarily using our military and using our criminal justice system. Right. Chinese understanding of warfare, unrestricted warfare, is everything is in play. And nothing is off the table. Right. So they're coming at us, you know, literally using hundreds of lines of operation. And our response at a federal level has been, you know, that two lines of operation, military and criminal justice system. Um, and so if people want to understand how badly we're losing, I think the evidence is clear for everyone to see. And when what you they've have done with the military, the, the woke military is uh, abhorrent. What they've done with the criminal justice system, we're watching the use of that, the overuse of it, and the extension of it. Now, with the FBI, uh, three weeks before 2020 election, arrest uh, with the uh, Gretchen Whitmer and FBI informants set that up. They were to disregard allegations of the U.S. Olympic team sexual harassment by Dr. Larry Nasser. And the original bomb, this is one that uh, most people don't know about. I'll tell you who I heard it from. The assistant director of the FBI, Ted Gunderson, he was head of the L.A. office. They uh, gave the bomb to the people who were originally did the first uh, wanted to do the first explosion in the parking lot of the World Trade Center. That was given to the perpetrators by the FBI. People don't know that. And Ted, Ted told me that years ago before he passed. Of course, before he passed, hard for him to tell me now. But uh, so there were people working in the FBI who were absolutely not working for us. Now, I will say that most of the agents in the FBI you know a lot of FBI agents. You've worked with them. You've trained them. A lot of them have to be totally disgusted with what's going on, aren't they? Because they've got a lot of patriotic people down line in the FBI, don't they? Yeah, I will tell you, from the guys that are still in that I know, um, I think saying they're disgusted would be to minimize where they are. Right. And they're, they're more than just angry. They realize that just like in the country, in key organizations in the government, including the military, there is a group of people who are adversaries and a group of people that are patriots. Right. And the question is, it doesn't matter what the percentage is. It could be 99% patriots, 1%. But if the 99% of patriots are quiet and don't do anything, then they might as well be 1%. Right. And that's the problem. Because these people... Uh, I asked a question at a presentation I gave a little over a week ago, 
And I said, what's the difference between the average communist in America, real communist, and the average patriot when it comes to their actions? And the answer is there is no difference. Because until patriots are willing to risk everything, their job, their house, their family, their wealth, and their freedom to defend the republic, then we're not, we have no chance of winning. It's been that I way with true patriots. About, well, I would do is... something, but I am afraid to lose my job. Well, then, you, what makes you any different from the communists? You're just, yeah. you're, you're sitting in the boat going down the river doing nothing. The the so, founders of this country lost everything. They put it all on the line, baby. They put it all on the line. You're doing the same thing, John. When you're looking at this, what can we, the people, do? That's what I want to get to now. What can we do? And when we get back, let's talk about that. It'll be our final segment. John Guandolo, understanding the threat. First thing you can do is go up to the website. Support them. Understandingthethreat.com. I love their website. I love John. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I don't want to be in a country that's going downhill that we have no hope for. I want to stand and fight. If you, uh, We have no choice at this time. This is what I believe God would want us to do. This is what we need to do for our future. So many people have died to maintain this country and to maintain the freedoms we have. We cannot let it go. Not at this point. We're the last beacon, not only for here, but also for the world. What can we, the people, do, John? I know we can, talking isn't enough. What can we do? Well, I appreciate the question. First of all, I think um, what we do, I'd understand the threat, is we help people see who the bad guys are. You have to do that. You have to know who we are. You have to understand the founding principles. And we're the only organization in the West training local communities how to identify the bad guys in your local community, the leaders, right, and the organizations. Right. We show you techniques to flush them out of your community at the county level and how to reestablish a Republican form of government under the founding principles of the law of nature and law of nature's God, which is the, the absolute bedrock upon which our law and government operate or are supposed to operate. And that's it. It's pretty simple, but it's also incredibly empowering. And we have many successes around the country. The other key I will say to your listeners who are sitting there saying, well, we already got it. 
we're already, you know, we, we got rid of our school superintendent. We're, we're already going. Well, that's great. Two things are a problem with that. Number one, if you're taking actions and you don't fully understand how the bad guys are doing what they're doing, then your actions are going to have much less of an impact than you think they will. Number one. Number two, if you're taking actions outside of a strategy for your county to actually retake your county, flush the bad guys out, and reestablish Republican form of government, um, then, again, much, much less effective because you're just taking random actions that you think are good in the moment. You cannot. What you're, t- what you're telling me, John, is that the uh, Muslim extremists, the jihadists, they are. This is carefully planned. It's carefully orchestrated, and they are unified. We need to be the same. Well, it's even worse than that because at the local level, the communist movement and the Islamic movement, again, along with their collaborators and financiers are operating seamlessly together to bring down the republic. And they are working with our political elites. So if you're going to go up against that and you don't understand the battlefield you're stepping into, you're going to have a time being significantly effective. Then, if you don't have a strategy, a victory strategy, which we right. help you build at your county level, you can't. I, and this is this is as strongly as I can say that citizens should not be focused, even at the state level right now. Certainly not at the federal level. Who cares if you had? I don't know. Think of the best congressman you've ever known. And right. let's say we had a hundred of them in the Senate, a hundred, you know, four hundred thirty-five of them in the House. It wouldn't make a big difference because number one, the bureaucracy at the federal level and the key components of government are controlled by adversaries of the United States. Wow, that's number one. Number two, even when we had a Republican president, a Republican Congress, nothing got done. Not well, I won't say completely nothing, but nothing that put rounds directly on the adversaries. Issues got addressed, like things that, for instance, you mentioned earlier, Mr. Trump did at the border that were effective. But the adversaries behind those issues were never actually addressed. And that's why we find ourselves in the place. You've got to address the enemy and vanquish the enemy, not fix the issues. The situation was explained to me years ago. You have to have a goal. And before you get to the goal, you go to your target. But you've got to keep the goal in mind. The goal in mind is to vanquish the enemy. But that's the goal. But you have to do targets before you get to the goal. That's exactly right. And, and we haven't have done have that. have a strategy. Right. We have not had a unified strategy. We haven't had a commander who would put it together. You're the commander who's putting it together. You know that. That's your task. You were given it. God bless you, John, for all you're doing. God bless you. God bless you, my friend. Understandingthethreat.com. More information that you really, really, really need now more than ever. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs Operated, five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Tom Rigsby, he's new. He's new, but he's got a topic that we need. We've talked about what's being done, what's happened with the COVID, what's happened with the FBI and the Attorney General, the weaponizing of so much against us. Uh, from the Attorney General to the Department of uh, Justice and the FBI to the IRS, and what can we do about it? Well, he's Executive Director of American Contingency, 14 years military service, 30 years business experience. The mission of American Contingency is to build, resource, and a support network of focus groups prepared to respond to and recover from life's critical moments. Now, it isn't just the simple things, but we all have critical moments. We've got flooding. We've got the government issues. We've got all sorts of critical things that can happen to us at any juncture in our life. Uh, the organizations out of Utah, which is uh, kind of interesting because uh, Utah is a Mormon state, and the Mormons have been traditionally preppers. They prepare more than most any religion or anybody that I've seen. You're now in all 50 states, aren't you, Tom? Yeah, uh, that's correct. We have members in all 50 states. We have uh, organized groups in 36, I think, 36 of the 50 states, and we're pushing to get all 50 by the end of the year. The uh, interesting thing, the more I read about you, you're like a like a Boy Scout. And when I was in the Boy Scouts back when it was a good organization, <laughs> Uh, they had a motto, and their motto was very simple, two words, be prepared. That's where you're coming from, isn't right. it? Be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you mentioned in the intro about life's critical moments, and, you know, a lot of times I'll, I will share that and people will ask, well, what are you talking about? And the reality is that those critical moments can be different for different people. You know, for for that single mom, who is driving down the interstate and it's a hundred degrees out and hasn't rained in a month and runs over something in the road, gets two flat tires and has no cell service. That's a critical moment. Absolutely. Illnesses can be critical, right? Absolutely. So it could be a flood as we're seeing, you know, uh, today it could be tornadoes, hurricanes, or it could be something as simple as a flat tire or even life-changing like being laid off from a job. You know, statistically, we know that most households only have about three days' worth of food in them and that many right. families live, even even today, live paycheck to paycheck. It's, it's only that one missed paycheck that would devastate that family. We just want people to be aware of, of those possibilities to think about what the most likely threat is to them and their family, and then create a plan to be prepared for that. So what you want people to do is to think about contingencies before they occur. Lots of things that could happen. Not to be negative, because if you're prepared, 
then you're able to overcome it. We have been somebody who we want to be resilient. We don't want to be somebody who has no options. That's a bad place to be, isn't it? Well, it, it is a bad place to be. And and a lot of people will look at the message that we're sharing. And, and I get a comment, you know, every once in a while about, well, I, I just don't want to live my life in fear. No, and, and no, no, you don't live in fear typically. if you've got a plan. That's right. That's exactly what I tell them. Well, that's great. I don't want you to live your life in fear. Let me help you make a plan so you don't have to be afraid. And, right. and, it's and, just and a, the other the key to it to me is you're not alone. You are definitely not right. alone. You're with others. Right. Well, right. And that's one of our core values is that no matter what, you're never alone. I'll share a great story with you to illustrate that last um, December, um, around be- between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had a member from Pennsylvania who had to drive down to Florida to deal with some illness in his family. On the way back, he was driving up through uh, Mississippi and hit a deer and completely disabled his vehicle. Whoa! Um, he hopped on, he hopped onto our app, put a message out, and within thirty minutes, we had three. I mean, he was literally out in the middle of nowhere. But within 30 minutes, we had three different groups of people moving toward him to help him, loaded his vehicle up on a trailer, and trailered it all the way back to Pennsylvania for him. Now, that's, that's the kind of you never have to be alone that we promote. I was going on a trip one time to Vegas. I was out by Lake Pleasant and uh, looked ahead, and it looked like there was a cow in the middle of the road. When I got upon it, it was mm-hmm. a guy who was on a motorcycle, on the motorcycle had uh, skidded on the pavement. It was over on the side. He was at the side. His wife was running around. He's dead. He's dead. We checked him. He wasn't dead. The person coming the other way had a uh, was a EMS person. He w- didn't have his equipment or anything, but he was able to get flags and get the traffic to move. We moved the motorcycle to the side. A Harley's a tough motorcycle to move to the side. We moved <laughs> it to the side. We had the traffic moving, had everything going. And uh, fortunately, there was a fire about two miles down the road. The fire department came, helicopters came, and within 30 minutes, he was gone to the hospital, had a good chance of surviving. But that's because people knew how to act and how to react at that time. That's the sort of thing that you're anxious to do, isn't it? If you talk about other things, too, you talk about food and water, you talk about shelter and warmth, health and medical, security and defense. You also talk about, um, oh, um, how the mobility and outdoors. Some people are not mobile right. anymore. Home and family, communications, uh, situational awareness, income and economics, and community leadership. You cover it all. And you've got a membership fee that anybody can afford, $5 a month. Premium is $10, and you've got a seven-day free trial. See if it's what you want. You get a real taste of it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we have put together a, a web platform. We also have apps for the phones, for both phone platforms. Right. But what we really want to do is connect people, right? That, that website, the phone apps, those are just tools that we use to connect people because it is, it is when we are able to meet face-to-face, when we live, you know, in in proximity to the people that we can support, that's when we can really have an impact and affect other people's lives. 
And, and as you people, said, Americans that, helping that, Americans, that, people helping people. That's what this country's about, isn't it? Well, it's what built this country, right? And if we if we go back and we look at a time before the internet, the time before cell phones and, and TV, that I mean, that's that's what we did. If you needed help, you know, there's there are great stories out of the the Great Depression where. Uh, the banks would come and foreclose on a farm and they would put it up for auction and all the the fellow farmers around would get together at the auction and bid a penny for the property. Oh yeah. And then turn around and give it back to the farmer. That's the, you know, that's a sense of community. And it is that community that makes us strong locally. And when we are strong locally, then we can be strong regionally and nationally. We were almost destroyed during the COVID because you had to keep a six-foot distance. You had to wear a mask. You weren't supposed to be out of your house. You weren't supposed to talk to people. That's so anti-American on every level. Well, and I think one of the things that we we learned from that, it became pretty clear from that experience, and now it's, it's kind of raised its head again in the last couple of weeks with us, is when you promote this, this idea of resilience, self-reliance, and independence, right. that's the kind of thing that the establishment doesn't really appreciate. And no, they want complete control. They want to tell us. They want to be in control. They want to tell us what to do. You want help? We'll help you. You can't pay your student loans? We're going to give it to you. No, it's coming out of uh, our pockets. They aren't giving you anything unless we. it's we the people who give them the money. We've got to stop doing that. We've got to let people stand on their own two feet. Now, the FBI and Project Veritas and our friend James O'Keefe did a wonderful idea, a wonderful program where he had the FBI targeting, said the FBI is targeting preppers as domestic terrorists. Uh, they list the militia networks. FEMA has uh, three, it tells you to get three weeks of food and tools at least. But then their thing they talk about, well, the FBI, they're targeting preppers. Well, they're mentioning, uh, people mentioned Ashley Babbitt. They mentioned Ruby Ridge. They mentioned right. Waco. All those were bad things. You can't mitigate it. You can't wish it away. They all were bad. Ashley Babbitt's dead because a cop uh, shot her. She did nothing. Ruby Ridge, same type of thing. Waco, same type of thing. Overextension. And you're not even supposed to talk about it now. Look at the problems, but look at what we can do. But they're really targeting preppers. What are you doing about that? Well, I I think what we saw with this revelation through Project Veritas is that, uh, and and, and for those that might not know the story, there was an FBI agent who leaked an internal document that had some imagery and and icons that, that the FBI says are associated with violent extremists. But yeah, anybody talks as, about Ruby Ridge, anybody talks about any of that, just talking about right. classes you as to as being an extremist and somebody who's against the state. We're not against the state to to have free discourse. They're limiting what we can say on the Internet and everything else. But the fact of the matter is we have to have free discussions, and this is something that we're losing is freedom of speech. Yeah, I know that it's in the First Amendment, but they're trying to take it away. They don't want us talking about it because it questions and threatens the uh, status quo of the establishment. And they're not taking us in a great place. We need to be self-reliant. That's what Americans have always done. 
Well, I, I think the issue is, at least as we are approaching it, an individual who prepares, who sets aside some extra food. So when they go to the grocery store, they buy three cans of beans instead of two. That's right. not the person that they're after, right? They are after um, organized, structured, supported groups. And that's one of the things that we offer. And I think that's one of the reasons why we are um, we are a challenge for them is because we have, you know, even on the flyer, it said we had a low history of violence, which should be read as no history of violence because that's not what we're about. Right. But right. The, 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 the threat to them is that we are organized and we are helping people become more self-reliant and more resilient. I mean, those, those are words that, that historically have defined America and Americans. And and now, you know, they're, according to the FBI, they're bad words. Now, how can we, with the gas prices the way they are, and they've come down a little bit, but they're still double what they were a year ago, and people are having problems affording either gas or food. How can we, uh, what can we do on gas? I think one of the things you can do, you can uh, start carpooling, you can do less driving, Lots of things that way you can do. What else do you recommend? Well, you know, there's this old saying that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best right, time to right. plant a tree is today, right? So if if you haven't, um, for example, right, gas prices have been ridiculously high this summer. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a, a uh, some fuel that I had had set aside over the past few months. Let's let's talk about this when we get back. I don't want to miss any of it. We'll be right back with uh, Tom Rigsby, AmericanContingency.com. Look into it. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, the price of gas, how are we going to save on that? You've got a couple of ideas. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, sure. So I, you touched on some of them. Carpooling um, is, is a great way to save gas, which comes back to the idea of community. Right? Who do you carpool with? The people that you're in community with. Um, planned trips, I mean, it's... It, it has been nothing in my lifetime to just run out and hop in the car and run to the store and grab what we need and come back. Right. But, you know, if we plan our trips a little better, then we can cut down on some of that, um, that impulse or that ad hoc driving. Um, and, and then just 
like uh, the example I was using was cutting grass. I've cut back on the the amount of times I cut grass this year, and I was fortunate enough to be able to use some of the gas that I had set aside over the past few months. But these are all examples, you know, of of thinking about um, what we consume, how those items that we consume are systemically managed, and and trying to reduce our dependence on the system. That's really what what we evangelize and what we talk about at American Contingency is how can you be more self-reliant? And we we can't eliminate it completely. I mean, we're we're citizens of a a technological world now. Um but we can dial back our dependence on it. Not look to someone else to rescue us. You know, one of the one of my favorite sayings is that you are your own first responder. Right, right. And right. If something happens, right, your your kid's out playing on the playground, they fall and break their arm, that right. EMT's not the first responder. You are. You're the first one there. What do you do? Do you know what to do? Um, you, you should learn. You should learn CPR at a minimum. You should also have a first aid kit available. That's all things that you should do because uh, sometimes minutes make a difference. Sometimes seconds make a difference, don't they? They they certainly do. And you know we have um, we have a just as a portion of proportion of the population in America, we have a a high concentration of veterans now who for many of them unfortunately they can attest to what happens if you don't treat a wound uh, quickly but that's one of the things that we work through also you you talked about our nine categories of preparedness one of them is health and medical where we do talk about first aid kits and tourniquets and cpr and and, right. and you don't you don't have to provide you know field surgery you just have to save a life and and be prepared but the other half of that is also health. We talk about medical, which is the first aid and response, but we talk about health also, which is maintaining your own health, right? We can, we can go through all of these other steps. We can prepare in all these other categories, but if we don't take the time and we don't put forth the effort to maintain our own health, then we're not going to be in a position to be able to respond and recover to those critical moments either. That's a, that's a key if you are not responsible for your own health, then you can't expect other people to be. You can't trust other people today. You've got to be responsible for your own health. I've seen that happen to me personally, especially with my wife, where they took her into the hospital. They suggested something, and I said, no, 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 that's totally wrong. They were going to give her a, uh, at one point, they were giving her uh, glucose, and they gave her uh, cookies, and they said, well, your sugar level's high. We're going to give you insulin. I said, no, you're giving her glucose, you're giving her cookies, take her off that. I mean, that probably would have killed her. They also went in, and I I can name you time after time. You've got to be uh, on health care. You've got to be looking out for yourself or those you care for. If you can't look out for yourself, you better have somebody there who can look out for you, somebody you trust. And that's what you're talking about, a sense of community, having somebody you can trust. If you're not married, have somebody you can trust. We've got to have people, people who need people, to quote Barbara Streisand. We need that now, don't we? <laughs> we, we sure do. And I, you know, I have adult children now, um, and they've all kind of come back to the nest here lately. But, 
you know, they were spread across the country. It's, it's nice to have that community to call on when they're far away also. Sure is. We'll be right back with Tom Rigsby. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for a no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. The next topic I'd like to talk with you, Tom, and this is stagflation. Now, what's happening right now, the dollar you had in 2019 is worth a little over 16% less than it was in 2019. We're being robbed. They're, they're robbing from us. That's exactly what's happening. That's why I recommend gold and silver, because that's true wealth. I also recommend, I think you need to own three metals. First one I recommend is lead. You better be armed. That's the first one I recommend is lead. They'd recommend silver. They'd recommend gold because they are true stores of wealth, not not so dependent on some of the whims of people. And I love the quote you have. And this is uh, by Brandon Smith, who said, and it's talking about Nancy Pelosi. When we're having this discussion, it's important to dispel some of those who say, well, it's the government spending. No, it isn't. The government spending is doing the exact reverse, reducing the debt. It's not inflationary. What is inflation? It's more dollars going after fewer goods. So the more they print up of uh, fiat currency, the more inflation we're going to have. You know, did these people ever go to an economic school, Tom? I don't think they did. It's insanity. I don't think so. Read the, read the statement. It, it, it's insanity, isn't it? It, it really is. I mean, and, and now we're we're hearing them try to redefine um, what a recession is. I, you know, the the simple truth is that the printing presses have been running wild. That twenty five percent of the of the currency in circulation today did not exist two years ago. Right, it just wasn't there. And it's not like we all of a sudden inherited a bunch of gold that we can back that currency with. They just printed the currency. <laughs> You're right. So, You're absolutely right. So, so. you know, if if you have so if you have a hundred dollar bill and hold a hundred dollar bill in your hand today, it's it's worth twenty five percent less than it was two years ago. Oh and my God. if that's not if if that's not inflation, I I don't maybe I didn't understand economics when I took it right. 
Um, well, I understand, but yeah, I understand and, and the we, economics when I go to the store and I see that you've got the same package except it's reduced by 25%. Instead of six things of fruit cocktail, you only got four. I understand inflation when you go buy a box of cereal and it's reduced uh, in size. Uh, I understand that when you go get your gasoline, it's double the price it was. The American public understands that. We don't. You don't have to be college-educated uh, economists to understand that. But what really gets me is that these people can lie with a straight face and say, oh, it's not inflationary to print more money. I mean, this is, I mean, they expect us to believe this. I mean, it's one thing, it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to try to get you to believe what they're doing is right when you know it's wrong. Well, we we can almost guarantee that whatever they say, we should look in the opposite direction, right? If it's, if it's, if what we're doing is supposed to be non-inflationary, we need to see what that's doing to the underlying system, right? Um, but, I, but I think you're right. I think most Americans, they don't have to be told. They don't have to hear it on the news or, or read it online that, that we're in a recession. They, they feel it in their the wallet. The they feel it in their wallet. It's exactly. being pinched. Right. <laughs> I'm supporting right. a group they, right now, they I will tell of, you. When I think you're going they to run out agree of money with... before they run out of month, then <laughs> then there's a problem. There's a group I'm supporting, and I think you'll probably get behind it also. LGBTQ. I support them with all my heart, <laughs> the LGBTQ group. And I'll tell you what it stands for. Let's get Biden to quit. That's a group I support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the electric grid. This is something. Now, uh, living in Arizona, we've got a lot of problems. But one thing we have that's good is we've got sunlight until the last couple of weeks when we had all the rain. But uh, that's another story. But uh, we've got sunlight about 320 days a year. So it makes sense to have the uh, power to have your uh, solar. That makes sense here. When? Not so much. But uh, solar... And I also noticed something about solar. You know, Tom, it doesn't work at night. <laughs> and and wind, it doesn't work when there isn't any wind. And uh, the only thing reliable people in Texas and other places have learned are coal, gas, oil. They're reliable. Reliable sources of energy. Right. Reliability. So I've always had a backup generator which has always been good because I lived at a place where I had my own water and I had my own uh, well and all of that type of thing. And so I had a backup generator and also had uh, a couple of places I lived when I heated the house with wood. Are we going back to heating Mm -hmm. with wood again? Well, I think it needs to be an option. I mean, I I think what we've seen over the last couple of years, we we take the, the polar vortex, for example, right? The, Right, that came down and and froze. It was so cold in Houston, Texas, that the pumps that move natural gas froze. Wow, okay? that's cold. I've seen now, I've seen in the oil and gas business. I've seen gun barrels uh, freeze up with salt water in it. Right. You know that, right? Well, so so you know, for those homes that were depending on that natural gas and. And, and I would have been one of them. I'll be completely honest. I would have said, hey, we've got gas. We're good. 
right? We might not have lights, we might not have a refrigerator, but but we've got heat. And, and at least in you know, if it's cold weather, you can take your your food out of the refrigerator and just sit it outside for a little bit. Um, but I think what we've seen is that we have to look at systems that are or or solutions that are not system dependent. And for a lot of people, and you know, you look at a city like Houston with, uh, I think they're around seven and a half, eight million people now. Um, maybe that's just too high a density of people, right? Maybe the solution is that we spread out a little bit, we we come kind of come back to our roots, um, and and find a homestead, find a place where we can live, and yes, we should enjoy the benefits and and even luxuries of the infrastructure and the system when it's available, but be prepared for when it's not. You know, I I spoke with a a gentleman a couple of months ago, and he lives in New York City, and he asked, you know, we were talking about most likely threats, and he said, well, what do you think my most likely threat is? I thought about it for a second, and I said, sanitation, right? If if the power went out in Manhattan, your biggest problem is sanitation. And you, Absolutely. as soon as the lights go out, never you need to get of out of town. Your well, if you don't have, you, I mean, think, you think outside the box, don't you, Tom? Well, I try to. I mean, I, you know, but if, if if you have six million people inhabiting this, you know, this little island, um, all of that waste has to go somewhere, right? And Absolutely. if the system is not available to move it, collect it, and dispose of it, then that's going to become a, a health crisis in, in short order, right? So we have to think through, and, and this is part of the example. You know, if if we talk about, okay, you live in Manhattan, great, that's awesome. You're on the fifth floor, that's great. Are, are you Is your health good enough for you to do, you know, walk up and down the stairs in case the elevator goes out? Because if the power goes out, you're hitting the stairs. That's your only mode of transportation, right? Right. Um, well, you know, there, there's, another issue. there's another issue. If you're living in New York or if you're living like I am in Phoenix, you're not going to grow a whole lot of crops. So no. that's another issue. You're not going to have food. So you should be prepared on that too, shouldn't you? Well, you should. And, and what we have to do, and a lot of people will say, and, and you know, New Yorkers are good about this. Well, I, I, I don't have a lot of room to store extra. Okay. Well, that's fair. But you know, you have, I would encourage you to, to weigh the pros and cons of living here. One of the cons is that I can't store a lot of food. One of the pros is, you know, maybe I've got a really good paying job. Okay. Well, let's figure out how we can make all of those things balanced. Right. And, and that's part of what we do. You know, a lot of people don't have room to store up even three weeks worth of food, let alone three months worth of food. So we talk about planning horizons where, okay, let's get three days first, and then let's talk about three weeks, and then let's talk about three months. Right. And and then you just rotate through that food. It's not like you've got all this stuff stocked away somewhere and, and waiting for the 25-year, 100-year flood to come along. It's just part of your system, and you're rotating and you're, and you're using. Um, you know, water is a, is a great example, too. They, a lot of people don't know this, but they make this thing called the bathtub blob, and it's just a big, um, like a big balloon, basically, that you put in your bathtub. 
So if the power goes out, water goes out, you drop that thing in the bathtub and you fill it up with water, and you got a hundred gallons of water sitting right there in your bathtub. Right? Wow! Plus, plus, people don't think you got uh, forty or fifty gallons just in your hot water heater. Exactly. Right. If you have if you have the means to do so, most commercial buildings have several hundred gallons just standing in their pipes above your head. So if you're able right. to go outside and open one of the one of the, the faucets, then all that water is going to run out. So that there are ways to get water. We just have to think about these things. And if we can think about them ahead of time then that's going to reduce the stress and anxiety that we would experience in the moment if we didn't have a plan. And that's why we focus so much on making a plan. Wow. I mean, these these are things that a lot of people don't think about because you don't want to think about them. People don't want to right. think about them. And then when it happens, it's too late. It's too late. So uh, better to prepare for the worst but hope for the best. Oh, absolutely. And and we look, I don't I don't encourage anyone to live their life in fear. In fact, I think this is how we can live our life in a high state of confidence rather than in a state of fear. Right? But if you don't think about these things, that doesn't mean they're not gonna happen. Now let me and ask you about the electric. Happen. Let me ask you about okay. the electric, because with the electric cars and all, the grid uh, the possibility of it going out is really good. Because the more cars that come on, the more strain to the grid, and I can't take it. Uh, so, the actions you can take today. What can we do today on the grid if your power goes out? Well, again, it comes back to that tree planting example, right? The, the, right. We have access to the system, to the grid, to the infrastructure now. Let's start building some supplemental capability. And right. I. I don't even necessarily suggest that people have to go completely off grid, but let's, I mean, just start, start simply, right? Put up a solar panel, get a charge controller and a battery and run the the lights in the house off of, off of solar. Right. And and as you pointed out, you know, solar doesn't work when the sun doesn't shine, but that's why we use a battery, right? That's right. Right. Temporary store of that pattern power. Now you, it's not going to run your, your HVAC unit, your heat or your air, but it'll run your lights. And then every month, you know, if you can spend a hundred dollars a month, then you can get a new solar panel every month. Right. And oh, after absolutely. a year, now you've got 12 solar panels. You've got a kilowatt of power that you're generating while the sun's shining. The thing I like about solar is the price doesn't go up. Whereas with the uh, power companies, the price is going up every month. Well, and we are seeing in some areas, um, you know, I'm fortunate where I live, we've got a lot of hydro and we've got two nuclear plants here. So our, our electricity is is fairly reliable and fairly cheap. Um, but we have seen in some parts of the country where uh, the, the utilities are pushing back against people putting up solar. Oh, absolutely. Saying, well, you, you can't do that. It's not. It might backfeed into the system, um, and, and they're pushing back against that because that's lost revenue for them. But, you know, your point about electric vehicles, we already have a grid that's not able to support the demand. So let's right. triple, quadruple, quintuple the demand on the system without putting anything into strengthening that infrastructure. Yeah, let's see how that works out for everybody. 
Well, and then you I, also I got the possibility. You've also got the possibility the natural man caused an EMP event that would wipe out all the transformers. If that happens, we're really in trouble. It's happened before. Well, you know, again, where I live, we have three primary feeds, right? So here it's two dams and one uh, nuclear plant. And back in 2011, we had a, a series of tornadoes that took out all three of those primary feeds. Wow. Now, most people would, would think, okay, triple redundant, I'm good. But we went, you know, we went for 16 days with no power. And we live, you know, we have a well, like you were talking about, which meant no power, no water, right? So it, it can be, you know, this cascading failure of systems can happen very quickly and without a lot of warning. And that's why it's important to have that plan ahead of time. Oh, absolutely. can happen to anybody. We have basically nuclear here in the Phoenix area, but uh, it's been reliable, but you can't, uh, can't tell. Nothing's 100%. Like you said, you had three different types of power, and they all went out with one tornado. That's, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. We'll be right back. AmericanContingency.com. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I love your group. You started American Contingency, 4th of July, 2020, by former Green Beret Mike Glover. He personally knew the Green Berets, they are first responders. No matter what, when they get out, they know what to do, don't they? They certainly do. And, uh, you know, Mike has had his fair share of uh, those, I think, nine combat rotations that he's made. Wow. Um, he, he's, he's seen the good and the bad of what the world has to offer. And when he came home from that and saw what was going on, um, you know, he kind of looked around and said, look, we, we, we've got to do better than this. We can, we are better than this. Let's organize, uh, come up with a plan and organize around this. Unfortunately, what, you know, one of the things that happened, we talked about a few minutes ago, when you start talking about those things, those that want us to be dependent on the system try to tamp you down and, and, and silence that message. So oh, we yeah. had a real problem over the last two years, even being able to share our domain, um, you know, AmericanContingency.com out across the Internet. So one of the things that we've done to, to kind of combat that and, and work around that problem, we've launched a program called uh, MyReadyPlan.com 
which is exactly what we've been talking about today. It's just a way to think about what the most likely threats are and to develop a plan. And in the course of doing that, we introduce people to American contingency and help them get connected with other people that think like they do um, that, that are close by so that they can build a community with those people. You've got four four guiding principles. One, inform, update daily on current events, including analysis of how they may in, impact your day. Two, equip, access to uh, curative lifts of the best equipment, bulk purchasing power, and discounts. That alone is worth your membership. Three, train, working together with others who know what they're doing. That's very important. And I think the most important of all those is to connect something bigger than yourself. Connect with others in your area, in your community, in your state who can help you so that you will be prepared in case uh, in, when an emergency occurs. It's not a question of if. You're going to have an emergency in your life. Everybody does. It doesn't just roll along smoothly. It's how you handle it that makes the difference. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And we really have to do that because today we're under very trying times, aren't we, aren't we Tom? Oh, we, we certainly are. And, you know, one of those things, one of the things that you get out of being a part of a community is someone to help you share that burden. And, right. you know, that's, we have so many members who, just in the course of two years, have gone right. through um, really tough times in their lives, right? And it, and it might be, again, it could be as simple as a flat tire or as big as a job loss or a tornado that takes your house out or, or illness in the family, right? And you're just stressed out. I, I had a personal example. You know, I travel a lot. Um, kind of taking this message around the country. Um, and, and my dad had some issues while I was gone. I was able to call one of the members that, that almost literally lives right across the street from him. And within three or four minutes, he was at my dad's house taking care of, of what needed to be taken care of. So it, it's this idea of, of connecting, um, helping us all get better at what we do. That's really important to us. And, and, you know, we all have different interests. We talked about the different, the nine different categories of preparedness. Not everybody's going to be interested in, in going, uh, doing a deep dive on health and medical. They might be more interested in communications. They might be a ham radio person, right? Oh, yeah. But when those two, when those two people are able to work together, now they've got both of those categories covered. Got and that's all one of covered. the things that we. Right. Right. Organizationally, we try to make sure that all of those bases are covered in each one of those local groups so that you don't have to be an expert in all of the categories. Because and the other, the other key to it, Tom, you got another key. You're not dependent on the government. You're not looking for the government. You're doing it yourself. So you know that you're going to do it right. Well, you're at least going to get to do it the way you want to. Right. <laughs> that, that's, not a, that's not a given. You know, I mean, and, and we 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 laugh about that, and, and it you know it, it, it's been kind of a running joke with us. But I mean, look at what we've done outsourcing uh, education for the last you know fifty, sixty, seventy years, and where that's gotten us. Um, well, it's like I mean, Ronald Reagan said: things, the most 
the worst words you'll ever go hear is I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. Those, those are probably the yeah. worst words you'll hear. So do it yourself. Do it right. Not yourself because you have people who will work with you. It's a great organization, AmericanContingency.com. Tom, thank you for being on. My pleasure. All aboard the Truth Express. you. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.